Are you a busy woman who at times struggles with reducing your daily stress? Do you know that you need to slow down but do not know how? If you're looking at reducing your daily stress, you're in the right place. My name is Denise Eckert and I welcome you to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. I just love interviewing guests so they can share their stress-reducing tips and techniques with you. Now, if you find this podcast helpful, please share it with someone who struggles with stress because lowering our stress will make us a better person, a happier partner, mom, friend, neighbor, etc. And the best part is happiness is contagious. Enjoy this episode. Hi there, it's Denise Eckert, and I love coming on here and sharing different stress-reducing techniques because living in stress is just not good for us. And today I've got Maria Yakumchuk, and she's a certified transformational EFT coach who empowers women to rise, heal, and thrive by embracing their authentic power and inner wisdom, deeply healing themselves and manifesting the motherhood of their dreams. With her unique coaching approach that blends EFT, which is tapping, self-compassion work, and deep knowledge of maternal mental health, she helps women heal their own childhood traumas, break free from dysfunctional patterns, and eliminate shame and guilt so that they can thrive in motherhood and create new healthy family norms for themselves and their children. Well, welcome, Maria. Thank you for having me, Denise. Now, what inspired you to do this type of work? Yeah, so I've been, before that, I've been trained as a more traditional therapist. I'm also a marriage and family therapist. So that's kind of started my mental health journey. And then I just kept kind of building on it. I had sort of like a breaking point with becoming a mom myself. My mental health completely tanked, tanked actually in first pregnancy. I didn't realize until postpartum and postpartum, it continued tanking to the point that I got really terrible depression and anxiety, and it just wouldn't lift for years, actually. And I was trying everything that I could to Tried to heal myself. I went back to a therapist that I worked with, just realized regular talk therapy wasn't cutting it. Taking supplements wasn't really cutting it. I never wanted to go on antidepressants. So I just kept looking for something. And then like EFT just kind of landed in my lab. It was just one of those. I was researching something. I I came across it. There was a program that was on the sale. I was like, boom, done. Like I'll do anything to get out of this. And so I started doing this program. And what I loved about it is the first half of it is all about healing yourself. So you get to test it out before you get to kind of bring it to the public. And I started doing it, realizing how much more I was able to help myself in just a couple of months of learning it and doing it than I have in years past. So that just ignited my passion to continue kind of learning about it and expanding on it. I I finished up every everything that I could. I'm now a certified EFT master practitioner. So I'm loving it. I love the results I've seen for myself and for my clients and just found it to be a fantastic technique. So you're telling me that EFT helped you get over postpartum depression? Yeah, it got me out of it. It took a while. I won't lie. I think I know that for people who learn about EFT, we all talk about how fast it is. And it is much faster in comparison to traditional therapy. But when the traumas are deep, the process itself isn't fast. It probably took me a good half a year before I started seeing some progress. And then it kind of stress came on. It like reverted back. 
And then, but then the second time when I continued my work, I finally came out of it completely and then was no longer suffering from postpartum depression. My postpartum depression lasted a good six years. So it was was a long time. Yeah. And that's so hard, especially when you've got a new life in your hands. And as a mom, you need that extra energy because all that extra work, the lack of sleep, the stress Mm -hmm. of that. And wow, I really, amazing. (laughs) Now, what is EFT for people who don't know what it is? Yeah, so EFT is stands for Emotional Freedom Technique or Tapping. And the reason it's called tapping is because you're tapping on acupressure points. In EFT, we usually use about 10 points. Sometimes we bring in the hands for the extended ver- version, but really it could be as little as about nine points and then up to like 20 points, right, if you bring in your hands. And those points are acupressure points, so they lie on your meridian meridians, which is kind of what we use in the Chinese medicine to really describe the nervous system. So those are points that are directly on your nervous system. And when we tap on them, it helps to activate our nervous system and at the same time, calm it down so that we could have a very different experience when we're processing traumatic memories, difficult memories, limiting beliefs, negative thoughts. It just allows us this calmness and bringing our body into the conversation when we're talking about the difficult things. And just that mind-body connection just makes the treatment so much more potent and powerful than if we just do traditional kind of talk therapy, which is really what we're used to nowadays. And now, how long does tapping usually take? Like I was talking to a girlfriend the other night, and she's like, oh, tapping just takes so long. What, I mean, and I've seen people do tapping practices where they're just minutes and I've seen tapping go on for half an hour. Does it matter how long you tap? I mean, I think it matters how long you tap. I think it really depends on the person, right? So I've had times when I was when I was in the beginning of my program and I was doing stuff on myself where I was really, really activated. Yeah, I could be tapping for half an hour straight with tears pouring down my face because I'm just so activated, releasing so much. And just like anything less than that probably wouldn't have allowed me to complete the process. When I maybe work with things that are less activating, I can do it in five, 10 minutes and have my anxiety or whatever it's fear, anger, whatever it is, come down pretty fast. One other thing that I've noticed with myself and with my clients is that the more you do this work and the more tuned in you get with your body, the faster the process gets, actually, where in the very beginning, it took me a really long time to get to kind of like these deeper releases. And sometimes it wouldn't even happen in one session. It would take multiple sessions. Now I have deep releases, sometimes like two minutes into tapping if I really honed in on what it is. So I think it really depends on the person of how long it would take. Now, what do you mean by releases? So releases is actually we get physical manifestations of us releasing tension. And that's, again, our nervous system speaking to us. So the release could look like sighing. It could look like yawning. It could be tears. It could be a runny nose. It could be coughing. It could be just tingles all over your body or in specific parts of your body, right? Like we could talk about it as energy or it could be just your nervous system is releasing. It could be feeling like you're really tired. You could feel like there's a feeling of heaviness that lifted and now you feel lighter. Maybe there was a a 
point in your body that was harnessing some pain, now the pain left. That those are the kind of releases that we experience in EFT. And there's more than just this because different people experience it differently. But usually there's something happening in your body to let that, hey, my nervous system is shifting its states from kind of being in the fight or flight into this more relaxed, the rest and digest piece. What do you mean that it releases pain? Like yeah, so physical pain, right? <laughs> so I typically work with kind of with mental health. But what I've noticed is that there are certain pains that we think are just purely physical, but actually are physical manifestation of our emotions. I've experienced this myself. I've had this with clients. One of the biggest kind of culprits or what we see is back pain, back pain, neck pain, shoulder pain. I would say probably nine out of 10, 10 times, if not even 10 out of 10, there's an emotion under there. And sometimes tapping on that emotion, you can release that pain a lot faster than if you were doing exercises or taking some sort of a pill to help kind of release the pain. So yeah, those are kind of like the physical releases, the physical pain. And we don't really think about that in EFT, but we can actually deal with a lot of physical pain using it. Yeah, it's funny. I actually, the episode that I released this week, we were talking about how stress sits in our hips, in our shoulder, in our neck, shoulder area, and our lower back area. So it's a sneaky one, isn't it? Because it's not a physical damage you've done to yourself. It's the stress and the tension sitting there, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. I experience that too a lot. And I sometimes do use just EFT straight to get rid of the pain. And it's great. Like, it's so nice when that pain just kind of goes away. Now, does it work for headaches and things like that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think even if you talk to a doctor, anyone would be hard pressed to say that headaches or migraines are not a manifestation of stress or a nervous system dysregulation. I'm personally, I'm a migraine sufferer, have been since I was 13. I think I've had headaches before that, but it really kicked in once puberty kicked in. And at my kind of worst times with post-pregnancy, especially I was an episodic migraine sufferer, so I might have five, six migraines a month. They'd be terrible. Not going to lie, sometimes it lasts for days, but it was five or six. But after I had my second son, I became a chronic sufferer, which meant that I had about 20 to 25 days a month in some sort of pain which was terrible. And I couldn't find anything that would help it. And so once I started doing EFT, my migraines started releasing. And I went back to just having my migraines maybe like four or five times a month, if I'm really stressed, or maybe the weather's changing or something like that. But as long if I can keep my stress under control, I can have a month without a migraine, but I couldn't have done that before I started practicing EFT and starting releasing that stress and basically helping my nervous system balance and get back to center. Now, I've got to ask, did you get postpartum depression with your second child? Just a quick break, because I need to share this with you. In the past, I had a lot of pain in my shoulder, my knees, my ankle, and I know it's from my background of playing baseball, I used to be a carpenter, from driving, and even working on my computer. I tried everything, and still, I'd be on the couch with my heating pad in pain. Well, lately, a friend introduced me to a new product called NutraSwish. Things changed for me. I'm not kidding you, within days, no pain. And now I've been taking it for a few months, and what a difference. NutraSwish is all about glutathione. I didn't even know what glutathione was. Well, you know what? I sure do now. If you are experiencing pain, especially nerve damage, 
I encourage you to take a look. You can find out more in the show notes or go to www.therelaxationlounge.info and there's a tab above that says pain. Back to the show. I did, but not right away. So what happened with my first is my depression started in pregnancy and just worsened uh, from moment one of him coming out. With my second, I actually, it was better for the first about like six months. But then he was a really poor sleeper and the sleep deprivation got to me. And then I started back into the cycle of like much heavier depression. So I did with both, but very, very different. I love what you do here because what you're helping women in a, in a difficult time, like it's a very transitional yeah. time when you have a baby, your household's upside down, you are sleep deprived and you've got that type of coaching where it's very pinpointed on something that you've gone through. And a lot of times, like even if the woman has a partner, the partner wouldn't understand what she's going through because it's not something you can physically see, right? And be like, yeah. oh, yeah, you're tired. But meanwhile, you're not just tired. You're dealing with your battling depression and you're de- battling possibly pain from tension and mm-hmm. everything else. So that's wonderful. Now, you mentioned releasing different things like beliefs. And can you go into what type of things that someone could use EFT to release? Yeah, I mean, honestly, pretty much anything, any sort of negative belief you have about yourself, whether that has to do with self-esteem, could be something that has to do with your business, it could be something with what you believe you're supposed to be like, let's say, as a woman, as a mother, anything that you believe about yourself that's affecting you negatively, you could release with EFT. You could, I, my teacher had this motto, and I think I kind of follow it too, is try it with everything. It won't hurt anything. The worst that can happen is maybe it won't make it better, but you could try it on pretty much anything. I also use EFT in a much kind of heavier method where I work with trauma as well. And I have found a lot of help with releasing trauma. So when I work with my clients that have more of the maternal piece, we work a lot on birth trauma and we help release that. But then I've also worked with clients where we work on childhood trauma. And it's really, really helpful with that because childhood Trauma can be so pervasive. Not only is there a trauma piece that's really hurtful and hard, but because the childhood trauma kind of continued on, there's a lot of really limiting beliefs that we develop about ourselves and the world in general. So I use EFT a lot to kind of start chiseling away at all of those beliefs and taking them out of the system so the person can finally see who they are underneath without all of this trauma and all of this negativity. So for our listeners who've never experienced EFT, is there any way we can do a very short session just to change our day and give us a happier day today? Yeah, absolutely. I actually had one prepared that I've used kind of more of a, I feel like it applies in business, but sometimes it just applies when you're just having a really hard day, when you feel like you don't have enough time and you're just pressed for everything and you're getting really stressed because you don't have enough time. So I'd be be really happy to share that one with everybody. And that's great. And if you've never experienced EFT before, I will be putting a, a diagram in the show notes or wherever you're watching it of the EFT points. So, mm-hmm. but I'm sure Maria will walk us through this. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So as I was saying in the beginning, it's very simple in terms of points where for demonstration, we're only using nine points. We started what's called the karate chop, which is the side of your hand and you tap on it with as many fingers as you like. Next, I go to the top of the head, which is the crown of your head. And again, tap with as many fingers as you like. I usually do both hands, not precise at all. Um, then it's eyebrow points, which is where your eyebrows begin right around your nose. Then you go side of the eye, which is just on the bone directly across from your eye. Then you go under the eye, which is exactly what it is right under the eye, still on that eye socket bo bone. You go under the nose, which is the space between your nose and your lips. You go into the chin point, but really you go into the indent between your chin and your lips and you tap there. I usually use two fingers here, but some people use more. You could do it with one, whatever kind of feels good to you. Then it's the collarbone. And I usually tap with both hands and it's the knobby part of your collarbone right around that U shape. And you tap there and we tap right under the arm. So not in your armpit, but about like a hand width down is where we tap. And that's one round, and then we go for round two, and we do the same points. We do karate chop, top of the head, eyebrow point, side of the eye, under the eye, under the nose, chin point, collarbone, and under the arm. And it's just that simple. So we were talking about time. I mean, this... It's going to be done in like a minute, right? <laughs> Usually we like to encourage people to do it for at least five to 10 minutes, just because one round typically isn't enough to do much. It might stir up some emotions, but probably isn't enough to take them down. So sometimes what you do is you literally go through the same script a few times to see your emotions kind of come down. Um, as a very simple setup, when we tap, before we tap, what we do is we kind of assess where we are. We use the suds, which is the units of distress scale and it's a, a subjective units of, of distress scale and it's the same as if you've ever gone to the emergency room and the doctor asked you to rate your pain from zero to ten same here emotional pain or how stressed you're feeling zero i'm not stressed ten i'm about to jump out of my skin stressed right so you give yourself a number jot it down just as a note of what i felt like before i tapped and then we're going to take that same suds at the end of the tapping just to see if that number shifted, if it went down, stayed the same, or maybe went up because something else came up. But it's just a good way for us to just kind of see progress. Is there progress? Are we doing the right thing? So as I said, when we're tapping, we release, and that could be so many different things. It could be just thoughts in our head of feeling like, okay, I feel so much better. It could be a physical feeling of lightness, maybe some heaviness moved. It could be just sighing, crying, it could be yawning, you could just feel like kind of tingles all over your body as if energy is moving through. Those are all signs that your nervous system is taking this in and doing something with it. So just notice it. Sometimes it's nice to have a piece of paper nearby to just write down what came up. That's what I sometimes do, just have it nearby, write down what came up because it makes it easier than to keep track and figure out what else to tap on. So in order to tap, all we need to do is just sit somewhere where we're comfortable, uncross our legs, and just sit up straight. Take a deep breath before we start. Breathe through your nose and let it out through your mouth. And just feel yourself in your chair. And we're going to start tapping on the karate chop of either hand, doesn't matter. And what we're going to say is, even though it never feels like I have enough time to do anything, I love accept and forgive myself even though it feels like I'm always being pulled in a million different directions. I love, accept, 
and forgive myself. Even though I always feel pressed for time, I love, accept, and forgive myself. Top of the head, no matter what I do, there is never enough time. Eyebrow point. I am pulled in so many different directions in my life that I don't have time for my business. Side of the eye. Being a business owner can be so overwhelming and hard on some days. Under the eye. I simply don't have enough time to do it all. Under the nose. Everything feels so rushed and urgent. Chin point. I never even get a chance to breathe and rest. Collarbone. It seems like everyone has it all under control. And I'm the only one always scrambling under the arm. There's just never enough time for everything. And now round two, karate chop. You can switch hands or you can stay the same, whatever you like. But what if there is enough time? Top of the head. What if I'm just using this as an excuse because I'm scared to fail? Eyebrow point. It's easier to say that I don't have results because I don't have time than to say that it's just not working out. Side of the eye. What if I'm overcommitting myself to things? that are not important, and taking time away from things that are under the eye. What can I remove from my plate to make time for things that matter under the nose? I open myself up to the possibility of saying no to things that don't serve me. Chin point. And I open my schedule up for things that I want to say yes to. Collarbone, I have the the time for things that matter. I just need to learn to put them first under the arm. I don't have to be afraid to say no to things that don't serve me. And karate chop again. And I can intentionally and fully commit my time to things that are important to me and bring me joy. And you can stop tapping, take a deep breath in, and check in with yourself. Check in with that number, whatever you wrote. Just kind of look at it, see if it changed, see if anything kind of went through your body, any sort of thoughts or physical sensations, and just notice it. It's all good information. Sometimes, even if you're not noticing anything, that's good information too, because it might mean that the specific thing isn't resonating and it's not your issue. I look at EFT as detective work, right? We kind of try digging in one place, see if it works. And if it doesn't, no shame. We just switch the place and dig somewhere else. I love that. That was amazing. Thank you so much. And it is, you've really hit the nail on the head of being someone that's self-employed. It's making those boundaries and creating that time for ourselves. Yeah, it's hard. It is. So I understand you have a mini course that you offer. Yeah. So since I work with moms and with women in general, one thing I find is that a lot of us, we just don't really 
do self-care very much. And even if we do, the self-care that we do is just kind of what gets marketed to us, which is the physical self-care to mask, like take a bubble bath, whatever. And it's great. It helps, but it doesn't help enough. It doesn't go deep enough. So I wanted to create a mini course, specifically kept it mini. So it's easy to do. It's really just between an hour and an hour and a half worth of modules. And each module is about 10 to 15 minutes are super easy to digest. And it's really about doing what I call radical self-care. And radical self-care, while it includes those physical pieces, it really goes deeper than that. So I talk about gratitude in there, and I talk about that boundary building piece and letting go of guilt that kind of precedes the boundaries. So yeah, that's the course that I created, really wanted to share with other women, moms, and especially moms who are business owners and even other business owners. Like we do have boundaries are a big thing. A lot of us struggle with this. Like I still have to remind myself a lot of the times that like, hey, at a certain point, stop checking emails, like be present with what you're doing. And so that's my work with radical self-care. And so I wanted to pass it along to others. Wonderful. So we're wrapping this up now. Maria, can you share your final words of wisdom with the audience today? Yeah, so my final words of wisdom are really check in with yourself, where you are and where you want to be. And it doesn't matter what stage of life you're at. It's always good to to kind of take stock. I, right now, given that it's dead of winter, one thing I was writing about to my followers is something that I've implemented into my life and really have found to be very helpful, which is living seasonally. And the way that I kind of do it is more about like, what do we do in each season? Usually we're told that like the new year happened and January 1st, let's hit the ground running and we're going to be all productive and have all these things that we're going to do. But then you notice for a lot of people, it doesn't work. Never worked for me, right? Like I didn't feel any different on January 1st than I did on December 31st. I didn't feel any growth energy or anything. Like it's dead of winter. And so I started respecting that. And I started to use winter as more of this contemplating time. It's my time to plan. It's my time to kind of do the back end work. It's to put in this groundwork that when spring comes and I really feel that energy of the world waking up, I feel my body waking up and then I can harness the growth. So I use my winter as the time to build. So that's something that I wanted to offer to everybody that if you're what's mid-January and you're feeling like, oh, I haven't done enough, don't worry about it. It's not time yet. Right now it's time to really contemplate, to go in, self-discover, make plans so that when you have spring and you have summer, that's when you're hitting the ground running. I love that because what I feel the same. I mean, yeah. today it's so cold out. I don't even want to be outside. <laughs> I just want to snuggle no. up and be warm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And after the cold spell we all had like across the country, like yeah. that's all we want to do. And that's okay. And it's actually good. That's perfect time to journal, read, come up with some plans and really do anything beyond that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And so wherever you're watching or listening, I will have Maria's information and her links and her social media information. So if you have any questions, please reach out and ask Maria. Well, thank you so much for today. It was amazing information. And I love that you gave us that opportunity to experience EFT today as well. Yeah, thank you for having me, Denise. I'm always happy to share. And I really hope that your audience finds this useful for their daily stress reduction. Wonderful. Now, leaving you with a gentle reminder to slow down and enjoy life. And I'll see you in the next episode.
Thank you for listening to the Calm Your Daily Stress Podcast. Have you ever wondered what your stress personality is? Are you a self-care goddess or a burnout queen? Well, you can find out by taking my free quiz. You just need to go to www.stressquiz.info to find out where you rank. Sending you love and peace, and I'll see you in the next episode.